Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Welcome, you guys. Welcome, new listeners. Welcome, all my veteran listeners. I'm so excited you guys are here for my official EDC Las Vegas 2022 recap and review episode. Honestly, this is probably one of my like most listened to episodes every single year, so I'm very, very excited to dive into everything today. Um, but first, I want to say a quick thank you to today's sponsor, Radiate. Um, so if you guys are ravers and you are not on Radiate, what is you doing, baby? Radiate has been around for such a long time. Um, it is an app that helps ravers and festival goers connect. So if you guys want to meet people from really like all over the United States, um, if you want to find people in your local city to go to shows with, um, there's all different kinds of communities, sub threads, like all different ways you can c- connect over our favorite hobby, which is going to shows and festivals. Um, so you can actually download it. It's free. You can go to the um, App Store or Google Play Store and type in Radiate. It's super easy to find. Um, they're also doing some new things on the app too, uh, which is going to be really cool to help you connect more locally. But again, if you are looking to find a rave fam to go to shows with, if you're looking for festival tips and advice, if you just want people to chat with, um, there's so many different things you can do on there. I know couples who have met on Radiate. So honestly, like there's every instance possible. Um, It's just a really, really great resource. And I love the team over at Radiate. So I want to shout them out. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring today's episode. Um, Again, I will leave a download link down below if you guys want to download Radiate and start using it today. So huge shout out to them. Um, All right, guys, quickly, our list listener of the week. So I want to shout out the last two people who did a review on iTunes because thank you guys so fucking much for doing that. Um, It really helps with uh, discovery of the podcast. So thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to write a review. So this last one was from Car Stunner. It says, very fun and informative. Love the show. New to the rave community. Going to my first fe- festival this April. The show is very funny and informative for all kinds of ravers. Uh, and then the one before that was from Greenies. And it says, love the honesty. Great to hear about new artists and shows. So thank you guys so much. You are my listeners of the week. Uh, very much appreciate you guys. And thank you for taking the time to write a review. Um, if you guys want, you can nominate your own listener of the week as well. I just started um, doing this segment on my podcast again. This was like, I did this when I first started the podcast over three years ago. So you can email me raveculturecast at gmail.com or I started a channel on Discord because we have an amazing Discord community as well. There's a listener of the week channel in there. If you want to drop any recommendations or even if you want to celebrate yourself, if you guys have milestones right now or something you're super proud of, like I would love nothing more than to shout out my listeners. So um, links to all that stuff will be down below in the show notes. All right. I want to dive right into the review because you know that I can talk a lot and I'm going to try to keep this recap under 45 minutes today, guys. Um So let's just dive right in. Um, If you're new to my reviews, typically how I do them is I normally take you like day by day and I like fully go into detail. Like I don't, I'm very fucking honest. 
I'm going to tell you how it is and I like to do these so that they're informative. So if you plan on attending any of the festivals I cover in the future, you know what to expect. Um, you know the pros, you know the cons, you know what went well, what went run, went wrong. Like I'm going to talk about all of it, but I really want to focus on like the major highlights because there's so much because this is such a big event. So um, I did do Camp EDC. I'm going to start with that and then we're going to go into the festival. Um, I'm going to give you highlights of every single day, top sets, all that good shit. Um, and then of course I'm going to do my pros and cons list at the end. And then I'm also going to give just a couple final like recapping thoughts at the end. So that is everything you guys. Grab a snack, grab a drink, settle in wherever you're listening from and let's dive in. So right off the bat, one thing I do want to say, I want to set the scene for this EDC because this year was very, very different for me personally than years prior. Um, This was my seventh EDC Las Vegas. I just skipped 2020 and 2021, obviously because of the pandemic. Oh, actually, I didn't skip 2021. What am I talking about? I I went in the fall, but I skipped 2020. Um, So this year in particular was very, very special to me because I had the opportunity to work this event. So I was invited by Insomniac Radio to co-host the EDC Las Vegas live stream um, on Insomniac Radio, which was literally a dream come true. I'm probably going to get emotional in this episode because it like when I found out I had this opportunity, I hysterically cried. Like I started my channel. I started this podcast. Like everything started for me because EDC Vegas was my first festival ever and it literally is what sent me down the rabbit hole it's why I love this community it's literally why I have this career this hobby my friends like it all stems from EDC Vegas so when I got this opportunity it was so special to me and basically they were like you know they have like a booth on site in the artist lounge they do interviews with the artists there and then um, you can watch the stream obviously on their website or on YouTube so if you rewatch it you can hear my voice on the live stream like introducing the different sets and things like that and then I did a bunch of artist interviews which I'll talk about in a little bit on site so it was very special. I got to see a completely different side to EDC than I had ever seen before. The last six I just attended as a fan. I was just doing vlogs. So if you guys watch my vlogs, all of them are out now on my YouTube channel. Um, you will see the artist lounge. You will see behind the scenes. You'll get to see some clips from the interviews that I did. So I got to take you guys along f- with me on that journey as well. And it was super special. So hopefully they have me back. Um, it went really well. But before I dive in here, I just wanted to say, oh, I'm going to cry, like such a big thank you to you guys because I've never gotten so many um, nice and supportive messages. Like the comments you guys left, not only on my page, but Insomniacs, which like left such an amazing impression to them as well. Like you guys, a lot of you have been with me for years and so people saying like, we're so proud of you. Like, look how far you've come. I remember watching you in your bedroom, like in your apartment, like you fucking manifested this. Like you guys fully understand how much I care about this. And it's such a huge passion. And it's like living proof that if you guys just put yourself out there and try and do hard work and like really work at something, like it's totally possible to make something happen for yourself. So I just want to say thank you right off the bat because I was overwhelmed by your messages so I just wanted to say that because I love you guys so much so thank you for that um it was amazing so anyway (laughs) let's dive in here now that I've cried I'm also like excuse the party girl voice I got so sick after EDC side note I'm I'm 
I'm online like talking to a lot of you guys in our Facebook group and our discord like so many people got really sick a lot of people got COVID after EDC this this time unfortunately so I am literally eight days later I'm recording this on Memorial Day I'm still sick I'm still exhausted like I can't even this is like the roughest recovery I've ever had from EDC before so we're we're just struggling to breathe right now (laughs) you know what I mean so let's dive in um so I ended up flying into Vegas again on Wednesday um I highly recommend this even if you guys do camp EDC I just love going on the strip um So I did go on Wednesday. This year was different for me as well because I did an RV at Camp EDC for the first time. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that experience as well if you guys are interested in doing an RV. But um, basically I flew in Wednesday, uh, got to hang out with my friends Ken and Shannon, just hung out at the strip, really took it easy. And then I met up with my friend Cammie who drove the RV from LA to Vegas and we just parked. It was called the Koa KOA like RV park essentially it was like 20 minutes off of the strip we parked our RV there Wednesday night um, and then we still we just ubered back to the strip we went out at Encore Beach Club at night Um, we got some like drinks and dinner and all that was really fun so we still got a night on the strip which was really good Um, and then just stayed at the RV park so that was all great so Thursday we did the early arrival to Camp EDC which I highly recommend It's very nice. It's a little less stressful, you guys, um, because you're not arriving the same day as the festival. So what we did is we woke up around 8 a.m., I want to say. We did a Walmart run on Wednesday, which was very helpful. So we got like, you know, everything you can think of. We got all our groceries there, our waters. I got earplugs, like all that good stuff. We stocked up our alcohol headed over there. I think we got to the RV check-in around 9 a.m. at Camp EDC. From like start to finish, it probably took about an hour and a half. So for me, it went very quickly, very smooth. Um, Again, you're on the RV, which is really nice and comfortable. They checked our RV twice. So like you basically wait in line and then like as you move up the line, you get off the RV, security gets on, they check everything, uh, they got off um, and then we moved up a little bit further. They checked our like car camping pass, then they had us all get out. They checked the RV again and then we um, all got our camping wristbands and they like checked that we were all there. So that was really great. Pretty smooth process. And then once we were inside, they direct you to where you want to go. So we paid extra for the, I think it was like the electric hookup. Like there's different add-ons you can have for your RV. So we paid for extra. We did not get the additional water hookup, which if you guys want to use like your showers on your RV and stuff like that, you need additional water. We just had the water that was in the tank, which we did run out of it by like Saturday. So that sucked. Um, but more to come on that in a little bit. So we pulled up, plugged in, and it's really nice. We, you know, had air conditioning. We could charge our phones. Like all that was really great. Honestly, much better than the Moon Glow shift pods. Just spoiler alert. <laughs> like I slept so much better, you guys. If you were here for the fall review, then you know. Um, so that's what we did on Thursday. It was very seamless. We were literally into camp by like 10 a.m. Um, camp was still kind of getting set up, not going to lie. Like you could definitely tell like things weren't fully open yet so what I did next is I ubered back to the strip and I had to go get my staff wristband off-site it was this like mega site where they had everybody checking in it was a little bit of a shit show um not with my wristband but the guest list line like Mercury was in full retrograde because the entire guest list system was down so one of my friends 
literally didn't get her wristband for like six hours I want to say it was like a little insane and she needed her wristband to even get into Camp EDC so that's like why it was a problem um but nonetheless like got my wristband we went to the cheesecake factory we like ate had a couple of drinks and then I went back to camp um so you can uber like to and from the strip if you are curious about that like you can do it it wasn't that expensive on Thursday and it literally took like 17 minutes I think Um, mind you this was like Thursday middle of the day so then we went to the pool party so the pool was open on Thursday the only weird thing is they had literally no music playing at all which I'm pretty sure in the fall they at least were like playing music out of a speaker there wasn't a DJ but that was different this time so one of our friends like ran and got his speaker from the RV and brought it back so we were like the only people like really playing music so that was weird Um, but still like Biggest thing about Thursday, it was hot. It was the hottest day. It was like 103 degrees. Um, Pro tip, you guys, if you are checking into Camp EDC next year, bring water and food for the check-in line because people were passing out on the check-in line because it was so long. I have a video of it. People were standing in the 103 degree heat, no food, no water. It was not good. So next year, bring food and water on the check-in line, bring a hat, like It was very, very hot. So anyway, uh, that was kind of like Thursday. Then came Thursday night. Uh, One of my favorite things about camp, I just want to plug, is the pre-party that they have Thursday. So like it's just like camp. It's really a big reunion. Everybody is in great spirits. The vibes are fucking on point at nighttime. There are so many cool things to do in the Mesa. Like they have so many activities Um, This year, Beatbox, I work with them. They're an alcohol brand. They sponsored the Roller Disco, which was fucking sick. So there's literally a roller rink um, and they had music playing there. They have a whole vendor village like they had all kinds of shit. Um, They had some new stuff at camp this year, too. I'm going to do a fully separate um, camp EDC review on my YouTube channel, guys. So definitely check that out. But um, it was a really cool experience. So Thursday, I got to do two meetups. I hosted a Rave Culture Cast community meetup, which was amazing. So thank you guys for coming out to that. Uh, I love doing meetups. It was fucking awesome meeting you guys and giving you hugs. And I got the best candy. Like I got somebody traded me a chicken and waffles candy. I got this like glow LED light, which was so sick. Somebody made me a beatbox perler. Like you guys literally came out with the gifts. It was crazy. That is never necessary. You never need to do that. But it was very thoughtful. So I really cherish the time that I got to spend with you guys there. And then after that, Beatbox and Lunchbox co-hosted a meetup at the Roller Disco, which was fucking phenomenal. And the vibes were immaculate. So that was really, really great. Um, And then after that, we went to the the pre-party. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. This pre-party was different than the fall. I felt like the fall, I was very like into the music, into the sets. I was dancing a lot. This time, I really don't remember the sets that well. And I wasn't even like drinking a lot, but... I was just talking a lot. I was like meeting up with people. I met my friend Maddie Maple was there. I was moving around. Like I really didn't pay attention to the sets that much, if I'm honest. And I really didn't stay out late because I was just so tired from the heat. So that was Thursday night. Um, Only other things I'll say about Camp EDC. So um, for the RVs, it did take a really long time for the air conditioning to kick in. So I will note that Um, still better than not having AC at all. But I do remember... Thursday and Friday I just felt like I couldn't escape the heat like there was nowhere to go that gave you a break and I remember like just feeling so overheated Um, I did one thing I did not like was the area closest to us that had bathrooms they were co-ed showers not a fan 
at all. Please don't do that again. Did not like it. I felt very uncomfortable because when you go into the showers, it's literally just a curtain and then it's like you're naked. So I should have brought like a bathing suit in there. Um, But at one point, one girl walked in on me on the shower and like I had a towel around me, but I felt so uncomfortable. And I did hear stories of other people saying like, a girl was showering and a guy opened the curtain and made her feel uncomfortable. So like I was not a fan of the co-ed showers at all. And I hope they eliminate those in the future. Um, But other than that, like I used the bathroom on our RV, which was fantastic. And we still had water for like a couple days. But I think next year we said we may do like um, the water hookup or we're considering staying on the hotel in a hotel next year. So that's a side note. (laughs) Um, All right, you guys, I'm going to take a super quick break here for a second and then we're going to dive into the festival because I have a lot of thoughts on it. Alrighty, you guys. So let's dive in. So Friday, um, Friday, the pool party at Camp DC was fucking lit. Um, absolutely packed. It was a house party that day. Um, I remember Born Dirty was the favorite artist I saw. Matroda was really fantastic as well. Another thing I want to point out about camp in general There's this collective theme of it was way overcrowded. The festival was the most people they've ever had. Camp EDC in the fall compared to this spring was fucking ridiculous. I've never seen so many people. It was so packed. So essentially there's four large pools um, in the Mesa. The first two were so packed you like couldn't even move. And then there were times throughout the weekend where they would have like one or even two of the pools closed for a while because they said they didn't have enough lifeguards on duty, which to me didn't make any sense because it was clearly overpacked and we clearly needed all of the pools at all times. So I don't know how they were understaffed lifeguards since this is literally like one weekend that this is happening. Um, so that was the only thing that was weird. Uh, but Friday was absolutely packed. Music was great. Um Same thing with the heat. Like I genuinely just felt like I couldn't be out there that long. So, um, you know, whatever. I kind of just did my thing. And then honestly, I was like so nervous for the interviews. I just was like prepping because I didn't know what to expect because it was the first time I was doing it. So I was just like so focused on like getting my questions prepped and just like getting ready for the festival. So um, going into the event this year, uh, quickly, the changes that I was kind of anticipating we had a new stage um, bionic jungle this apparently was at edc mexico but it was a new house music stage so i was looking forward to that um there was also this thing called the allegiant rave hangar which was essentially like a sponsored area so that was something i wanted to check out and then the map was moved around a little bit um downtown edc was moved more like centrally located and then obviously to make room for bionic jungle so there were definitely some like new things that i was looking forward to um this year that i have some thoughts on so uh the beauty of camp edc is that you get into the festival and out of the festival very easily it literally takes like 10 to 15 minutes and you're in so we went for the opening ceremonies pretty much every day which usually in years prior when I was coming from the strip, we would never like make it that early. Um, But I did go for opening ceremonies and I did have to split up from my friends because the staff entrance was separate than the campground entrance. So I kind of went off on my own, uh, went through the staff entrance. That was all very like smooth, Um, went early for the opening ceremonies. And then I wanted to see Gem and Tori because, you know, we just had them on the podcast last week. Definitely go check out that episode. Uh, absolutely love them. They were opening Kinetic Field on Friday. So that was really cool. So I wanted to, to go see them. Um, so let me just quickly chat about the Artist Compound and the Artist Lounge uh, in case you guys have no idea what this is like because it was brand new to me as well. 
So this is it was wild. So basically there's this whole area behind Kinetic Field. So like you go all the fucking way like up the bleachers and it was the most stairs I've ever been up in my life. <laughs> I was like winded every single time and it was the artist lounge area. So you basically can only go back here if you have an artist pass. Um, I'm assuming some staff or production or like I'm not sure what other passes you need an artist lounge pass to get up there. So it was just so cool to see that perspective of EDC because I've never done that before. So up there they had, you know, different bars and like vendors that you could eat at. Um, the drinks were all free, which was amazing. Just had to tip your bartenders. Um, and then they had like a, a hair salon, Lunatics Glitter Bar was there. There was a barber there. Um, there were some really cool like art installations up there for like photo ops and everything. And then obviously Insomniac had... Um, our little like radio booth, which was pretty cool. So we had like these couches set up overlooking kinetic field and the whole festival is like the most beautiful view. We had all of our cameras set up, our lighting, uh, like TV screen and all of that. So I went over early and I got to go meet the whole team at Insomniac. So everybody was amazing. Um, Daniel, Erica and Rachel were the main people I worked with and they were lovely. So it was just a surreal fucking experience. <laughs> That's all I have to say. So basically every day was different. I pretty much was working in shifts. So on Friday, I was working the later shift. Saturday, I was working the early shift. And Sunday, I was working the later shift. So I could still like go enjoy the festival. But on Friday, um, went and saw Gem and Tori. Got, again, like got to enjoy a little bit of the day. I saw Tin Liquor for the first time at Circuit Grounds. Um, amazing like deeper house artist. I have to say Circuit Grounds when I first saw it, I know there were some comments about it feeling like like emptier on the sides with the screens but the front like led like the, the screens that they had the displays were fucking insane the visuals were amazing circuit grounds will always be my favorite stage i just love what they do with it it's absolutely massive so i really really liked um the stage and then basically I had to be at work around like 10 p.m. And when I got up there, I had started to notice the wind picking up and it was pretty fucking cold. And I was like, oh, geez, like we're really going to be in for it. And then eventually one of the like we had like these little trees, one of the trees fell over, one of our lights smashed in the middle of my interview. Like the wind was definitely like a problem on Friday and especially up there, like we were much higher than the festival. So we were literally felt like we were in a fucking wind tunnel. Um so that was all a lot, but I did get to interview West End. I got to interview Kapazi. Um, I did Tin Liquor. I did Pretty Pink. And then I had Dom Dalla, um, Alan Walker, Chris Lake, and Porter Robinson. So it was amazing. Chris Lake was my first interview and I was shitting myself, <laughs> but he was amazing. Dom Dalla was incredible. Like literally everybody was so cool. So um, once I had like the first few interviews under my belt, I felt so natural. Like I felt so comfortable. It's literally just a conversation like Rave Culture Cast for the last three years has prepared me for interviewing people and it, I just felt very like comfortable doing it. Luckily, somebody left like a fuzzy white like rave jacket like fur rave jacket there so you'll see me wearing it in some of the interview clips so thank god I had that the whole night because I was fucking freezing up there and all I was thinking in my head was like I don't know how I'm gonna survive when I go into the festival like I didn't bring a jacket with me I didn't bring my pashmina like I had nothing um thank god for my good friend vibe with aid 
the poor thing waited three hours online at a merch booth and I texted her and I was like can you just buy me literally whatever you can get your hands on and she was like I got you so thank god for her um right after I was off oh I didn't mention this you guys just wait for this you're gonna die so I'm up there and my boss is good friends with Eric Prids and I turn around he's like Emma meet Eric and I shook Eric Prids hands guys I fucking met Eric Pritz. I literally died inside. I had my Eric Pritz jersey in my backpack. I was like, I got to keep it cool because I'm going to lose my shit right now. So that was a really cool moment. Um, Yeah, I don't lose my shit with anybody, but that was pretty cool. So anyway, that all happened. Um, I got off work around like 1, 1 1.30. Actually, no, we wrapped it up early. So it was about like 12.45, 1. I knew the fireworks weren't going to happen with that weather. I kind of like figured that was going to happen. So I like booked it out of there. And who did I go straight over to? I think, oh no, I didn't book it out of there. Wait, I forgot this happened. So one of the coolest things ever, we took a golf cart. So we got golf carted all the way around the festival and they drove us from the artist lounge, drove us all the way around to circuit grounds, walked me right in front of the stage. And then I got to watch Eric Prids' set from like the little media area, which is like directly in front of the stage. I peaked. I literally peaked in life (laughs) like there's nothing else. It was the fucking best. Uh, So that was a moment. I have so many videos of that in my Friday vlog, like an incredible moment. Uh, Then I stayed for the beginning, the beginning of Boris Brecha, who was fantastic. I'm so upset. I had to leave that set. I I need to see a full Boris set sometime, like incredible. Again, visuals at Circuit Grounds were fantastic. Then this night, I was so proud of us. We picked a time and a meeting spot for like so many different groups of friends. We were like 2.30, be here. We're going to Tale of Us all together at Neon Garden. Everybody showed up on time. It was one of the best moments. My friend Alex Amaro was there with his wife. Um, Alec and Samir from Beyond the Beats podcast showed up. Vibe with Aiden Chase and their friend Jerry showed up. Like everybody was there. It was so good. Cami, like my whole Ray fam. So we all went to Tale of Us together. And then this is when we realized that the wind issues were a fucking problem because the sound quality was not good on Friday at a lot of stages I heard. Um, I didn't notice it at Eric and Boris because I was so close to the stage. But once we got to Tale of Us, Neon Garden was like an open format stage. I didn't like it. Um, There were pros and cons to the stage. Like up close, it was really cool and the details were cool. But I really missed the mega structure. I think that would have helped alleviate some of the sound issues as well. But I was just so bummed because I was telling everybody like hyping up Tale of Us and the first 15 minutes you couldn't like hear it that well. So it got better. Like I ended up loving the set, but a couple of our friends left because they were like, we can't really hear it. So that fucking sucked. Um, and then we stayed for Ben Bomer, who again was so quiet. Like the the sound quality wasn't there. I couldn't get into it at all. I felt so bad. So I left and a couple of us went over to Nostalgics over at Stereo Bloom and she like threw down. So I ended the festival there. Um, I did get to make it to Sunrise, which was fantastic. That's one of the like perks of doing Camp EDC. You don't have to rush out of there. Like you will literally be back to your tent or your RV like within 15 minutes. So we stayed till sunrise, totally wiped out. Um, and that was Friday. All right, let's blow through the rest of these. Okay, so Saturday, um, Saturday was really good. Definitely slept in a little bit more. Um, our RV was like a little hot during the day, but I will say like earplugs are an absolute lifesaver. You need like I got these like kind of sticky ones 
I guess they're silicone. That's what they're made out of. Um, couldn't hear anything. The RV was super dark. Like we had the AC on. So I got to like really, really sleep so much better than I slept in the moon glow pod. So that's the one good thing. Um, Saturday ended up being my favorite day. Spoiler alert. Um, music wise, vibe wise, like everything just kind of worked out. Um, so I did wake up early. I woke up at 1230 and remembered I had a hair appointment at one o'clock. So luckily I got over there. Um, I went and got my hair braided by Squad Goals Beauty. Um, I've mentioned this before, but you guys can book braiding appointments in advance, which I highly recommend you do. Squad Goals Beauty is one of my favorites. Get Braidified is another one. Um, Rolita Couture also does a pop-up shop um, at their storefront in Vegas, so you can get your hair braided there. So anyway, got my hair braided. They did a sick job with that. That was amazing. Um, Really quickly, I'll talk about the food at Camp EDC. Much better this time, guys. I'm happy to report much, much better than the fall because I said the fall sucked. Um, The food was better. Prices were still around the same, but I tried. What did I have? Um, Chicken and waffles vendor was still there. And so many of you guys came up to me telling me (laughs) you went to the chicken and waffles because I talked about it. Still as fire as the fall. Um, I went to this one place. It was called like it was like acai bowls and like protein bowls or something like that. or protein smoothies and they had like an egg scramble that was so good it was like a vegan egg scramble with mushrooms and onions and like tater tot hash browns with avocado and then I got um sriracha on it like I had that two days delicious like really really good nutritional breakfast there was a milkshake truck I got an oreo milkshake one day that was really bomb. Honestly, you can't go wrong with the food trucks. The food trucks are pretty good. They had this new egg vendor. I didn't go in there, but they had a new like you could literally go inside. It said something like it was like a vegan egg place essentially, but that was new to camp this year. So there were a couple places that were pretty good. The coffee was like meh. I tried a couple coffee places. I didn't love any of the coffee, um, but the lemonade stands were really good. So just to give you guys an idea of what was at camp. Um, and again, Beatbox was sold at every bar. So I was drinking Beatbox the whole weekend, which was fantastic. Um, so yeah, so really quickly just wanted to talk about the food because I know a lot of you guys uh, are going to be looking forward to that at camp next year. All right, so back to Saturday. So one note about Saturday. Saturday was the pool party or was the bass music pool party. I don't even know how anyone attended because there were so many people inside the pool that every single entrance had a line that had to be like 50 people. Like they hit max capacity by like 130. So that my like one thing is there's no way they can keep going at this capacity. They need to add an extra pool or they need to expand the Mesa because there were just so many people there. So that was a lot. I couldn't even believe it. People like one of our friends went to like actually go um, and said like it was insane. He could he literally couldn't even leave the pool. There were just too many people there. So that's the only thing that like made me a little bit nervous. It definitely felt overcrowded. Um, but this day was really great. I was super pumped. I loved my outfit. I was in this full like orange sequin set from Elsie and Fred that I bought like years ago. I rewore this outfit. So um, I went in again early. We went for the opening ceremony, which was Curion and Air to Earth, which is Porter Robinson's like progressive house, disco house alias. It was really, really incredible. Um, So that was all amazing. And then I had the earlier shift, which was really, really awesome. So I got the most time off this day. So I did I did an interview with Curion, Kendall, Honey Love, Chapter and Verse, James Hype. Um, I think there were a couple more, but 
everyone was so nice like so cool a lot of house artists a lot of ladies like I absolutely loved it Kendall was fucking dope chapter and verse is hysterical like everybody was awesome so I got to do all my interviews from like 7 p.m to 10 and then I got to enjoy my whole night so I wanted to quickly shout this out because this like this stretch of time was my favorite like set wise of the entire weekend so I booked it and I went straight to Stereo Bloom which low-key is the best stage at EDC Las Vegas I'm not gonna lie the sound production or sound quality fantastic production is amazing it's all insomniac records all weekend long so it's like a lot of house a lot of tech house bass house couldn't go wrong um so I went to see Biscuits it was my first time seeing him he's one of my favorite tech house artists he fucking killed it like it was so good I would see him again in a heartbeat and then LP Gioby back-to-back Born Dirty was my top set of the entire weekend and I knew they were going to be good but I didn't know they were going to be my favorite set their energy together it was just the vibe like it was perfect I had so much fun I enjoyed myself I got to go on stage for them which was really nice because my staff passed like let me on stage at a couple places um, and they were just having so much fun up there. I got great clips of them having a great time Um, like all our rave fam was there for that because we're all into house music so that was immaculate and then we went straight to the parliament art car. We saw Wax Motif and Friends which do not sleep on the art cars you guys. They have so many good vibes. I can't even describe to you like just don't sleep on it I have never seen the art car packed like it was packed for wax motif and friends because this was about I think his set was like 12 15 a.m on Saturday he threw down he brought out long story short Dombrowski but I don't think Dombrowski played Matroda played oh shit who else was it he had somebody else up there that came out, but it was so fun. We were like loving life. We had such a good time. And then myself, um, Cami, uh, and then I think was Becky with us at that point? I can't remember. Yeah, our friend Becky and then um, her boyfriend, uh, Cami's boyfriend, John, uh, we all met up and watched the fireworks together and it was so perfect. Um, vintage culture was playing on the art car in the background. Like that was one of my favorite moments of the whole weekend. We had a beautiful view. We were over at the flower tower. So we all watched the fireworks together and then we went to see future rave, which is David Guetta and Morton's project. They smashed it. I love that project together. It gives me like big room, like house vibes and they were at kinetic field. So one of my top sets of the weekend. That was great. Then we ran over to Neon Garden. Um, we watched Charlotte DeWitt absolutely fucking destroy Neon Garden. <sighs> so good. Like her, she is mind-blowing. Much better sound quality on Saturday. The weather was perfect on Saturday. Forgot to mention that. No wind issues. Not cold. It was perfect. Um, and then we swung by Base Pod because I didn't even get to talk about this yet, but Base Pod was probably the coolest stage design they fucking crushed it. It looked like a, like a futuristic city. I think it's even better and I'm going out there than what they had in like 2016, 2017, which I never thought anything could top those base pod stages. This topped that. It was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. The DJ booth was like elevated in the air and I'm sad I didn't spend more time there, but we stopped by to see Space Laces back to back getter again sound issues on and off all weekend with bass pod I heard there were issues during excision set so that kind of sucks but basically like when there are high wind gusts they have to lower um the speaker towers so that like there's not an issue with anything falling over but you know we didn't have too many sound issues during the getter set but just in general wanted to mention that 
And then we ended Saturday with AC Slater back-to-back Chris Lorenzo, which was my number two set for the whole weekend. Uh, They were fantastic together. Like nothing will keep me awake at 4.30 a.m. like Bass House will. Every single track they picked, like the selection was fantastic. I was dancing my ass off, like having the best fucking time. It was so, so good. And then on Saturday, I convinced myself to stay awake for the after parties because I'm a crazy person. And I was like, if I don't go to this after party, I will literally never make it to an after party ever again. <laughs> like there's, it's either now or fucking never was how I felt. So we stayed up. Um, it was John Summit back to back, Lee Foss literally got back to camp at like 6 a.m. I was such a fucking creature. There's nothing like texting your family who's literally waking up going to like waking up on a Sunday at 9 a.m. and you're li- you haven't even gone to sleep yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I saw like a single song of John Summit and I was like down for the count. I literally had to drag my body back to the RV. Um, full-blown cre- creature status. Like anybody who makes it to those afters, you guys are a different breed. Let me just say that. So then... Sunday last day wrapping it up I was I could already tell my body was shutting down by Sunday I slept until I don't even know maybe two I slept a very very long time um basically didn't do anything at camp besides like shower and eat and get ready to go to the festival and that's like the thing about EDC that a lot of you guys if you're first timers you'll see like the turnaround is so fast you don't even have time because your sleep schedule is so fucked (laughs) like I think that's what that's what sets EDC apart from other events like your sleep schedule is so fucked at the end of it you are just like nocturnal human being after this so anyway I got off you know I went um into the festival again by myself um I what did I even do I didn't go to the opening ceremonies I totally missed the opening ceremonies I think I just walked around a little bit um I interviewed LPGOB early so I interviewed her around like 8 p.m um love her she's an amazing human being got to chat with her for a little bit and then I did I have time off oh yeah I did I got to have I wasn't on until the late shift so then I got to go meet up with my friends and I went to go see um one of my surprise sets of the weekend which was baby weight fantastic artist um also was playing on the art car with the fem house uh, gang but they were over at the allegiant rave hangar so again do not sleep on these like small sponsored areas the allegiant rave hangar was in the center of the festival almost near like the vendor village um and that was like they had a million other sets going on there on top of all of the other stages and all the other art cars so baby weight I had heard of um, through gray area actually and they fucking killed it. It was one of my top like surprise sets of the weekend. You literally like go in this little tunnel and you go inside and it's all air conditioned. It's this little room. They had a bar in there. Great lighting like just this little small stage. Not that many people there. So our rave fam like went stayed for almost all of baby weight set like had a fucking blast. It was a great time. And then I got to catch the first 10 minutes of John Summit set. So I was really, really happy I got to see him at least play like his first few songs at Circuit Grounds. I wish I got to see the whole set, but um, watching Cammie's face because that's her favorite artist was like cherry on top of the cake. It was fantastic. Definitely not going to get this review in under 45 minutes, guys. I'm just saying that. (laughs) We're almost done, though. Uh, And then I had to go to work. So on Sunday, I interviewed LP. I interviewed Alec. More Kismet, Joel Corey, Wax Motif, Good Times Ahead, Wednesday, Lucati, and Fisa Letiago, and Armin Van Buren himself. So Sunday was by far the heaviest interview day for me. Oh, I interviewed Damon Sharp as well. Like there were a couple surprise guests 
who like it kept me on my toes. I would just turn around and they'd be like, hey, Emma, so-and-so just walked into the booth. Can you do an interview really quickly? Um, Soren Music was another person I did like on the spot. So yeah, like I said, I, I really felt comfortable. The only person I was nervous about was Armin Van Buren because he's Armin Van Buren. <laughs> so I was like shitting myself a little bit for that. But it went really well and he was so nice. And that was probably one of the biggest moments of my career for sure. So stay tuned for that clip, you guys. So all of that was amazing. Again, can't thank the Insomniac Radio team enough for having me and for trusting me and giving me all the support all weekend. Like it's really, really cool. Um, They have clips up on their Instagram page and then um, they are going to be uploading full interviews at some point to YouTube so you guys can like see everything. But again, everyone was super cool. It was, yeah, it was really, really amazing. So we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully I'll be at other events in the future with them, which would be really cool. Um, But I worked really late. So I got off at around like 2 a.m. And what was really nice and what, made me realize like you know it was just a different experience for me and what made me feel more like a veteran raver is like I just got to walk around by myself and thinking about baby Emma at like EDC 2016 like our group would never separate I was like terrified of walking around alone I was so scared meanwhile I was like look at this confident young woman like I like left there I was like I'm gonna go see whatever the fuck I want to see I went over to the Forest House art car, which was really cool because LP's um, nonprofit Fem House had a takeover that whole day. So I got to go on the art car, get some cool videos of LP playing her set. And then she was going to do a back to back with Baby Weight after that. So I just got to like hang out, meet people um, in the industry and stuff like that and just like talk to people. And it's just such a different again, like it's so different when you're working versus attending. Like I'll talk about it in a little bit, but it you do see a festival in a different lens when you are working it versus just like going there to fully enjoy yourself like I you know I saw some shit this time (laughs) you know what I mean like you look around and obviously people are like very under the influence and some people they're just so free like I remember being on the forest art car and I was looking at the crowd and like people were so different from each other like some somebody was like fully dressed as like a cat with like full makeup and everything and then some people were in their femme house t-shirts and from all walks of life like you just feel fully free at EDC like I, I call it the rave Super Bowl or the rave Olympics for a reason like everybody comes here to be themselves and to enjoy music and like it's the epitome of rave culture in the United States so it was just really really cool to like take it all in differently this time um so I got to do that and then at that point since it was like literally only three hours left of the festival I was like what else haven't I seen this weekend that I want to see this year so I went over and I watched Wax Motif play at Cosmic Meadow because I literally didn't see a single set at night at Cosmic Meadow and it's such a vibey stage so I, I watched Wax Motif by myself then I went over to the new um Insomniac just launched this new like kind of like vintage house music brand um and it was a clothing store it was like a little house and it said insomniac on the front of it so I went in there and like checked out their clothes and hung out and then I stopped by bionic jungle because I didn't get to go there really all weekend and then I got to see Lee Foss play um and I met up with vibe with aid and chase which was really nice um and then Cami came by too so I got to see my friends for a little bit Um, obviously that was different as well because in the fall I like camped with BB and Chase and Aid and this time Aid was staying on the strip so I only got to see her a couple times but um, Bionic Jungle was a vibe I think there's a lot they could do with that that stage in the future as well but it was really really fun and then I got lost for 30 minutes (laughs) trying to find a bathroom (laughs) 
<laughs> you think you know a festival and then you don't. You know what I mean? I was this was such a blonde moment. Like I literally was like, what the fuck, Emma? Um I there was a bathroom literally between Neon Garden and Bionic Jungle, like a GA bathroom. And I just didn't know that. And the map wouldn't load because there's no cell service. Another con, literally no cell service. So I walked all the way around. Um, they wouldn't let me in the VIP areas with my staff band, which was weird because on Saturday they did and Sunday they didn't. So I walked all the way to the circuit grounds base pod bathroom and then back to Bionic Jungle. The entire endeavor took me 30 minutes to pee. I was like, this is ridiculous. So that's how big this festival is. It's insane. And then I get over to Bionic Jungle and I see the fucking GA bathroom there. And I'm like, you've got to be literally kidding me. So anyway, that was a moment. Um, And then after that, we closed the festival with Deborah DeLuca at Neon Garden. There was a lot of options for the closing set, but she is like the most relentless techno artist like her she just hammers it home love the remixes that she does like fucking fire really fantastic we got to go up like towards the stage at neon garden and that's when I like appreciated the design a little bit more by Sunday you know seeing what was behind the stage seeing this like whole warehouse vibe they were going for it was very very cool so Oof, you guys, that was the breakdown of EAC, the good, the bad, the ugly. Right now, I'm going to take a super quick break and then we're going to get into pros and cons, top sets, and then I will wrap this whole thing up. Alrighty, you guys, before we dive into the rest of the episode, I wanted to remind you to connect with us online. You can give us a follow at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram, Twitter, and we're on TikTok as well. We also have a YouTube channel if you guys want to watch the episodes. Um, and then, of course, we have a community on Discord and on Facebook so you guys can come chat with other ravers. Um, Discord has been super active lately, so we've got all different channels for different festivals, interests, hobbies, all that good stuff. Come find a rave fam over there. So yeah, these are all the different places you can connect with us. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you guys would rate and review on iTunes and on Spotify. All right, let's get back into the episode. It's comical that I thought I was going to do this in an, under an hour, you guys. Um, <laughs> all right, pros and cons quickly. Pros, lineup. Not much to say there. Every single year, it's very um, diverse. All kinds of genres represented. They had a lot more drum and bass this year. I was really impressed that they had the Femhouse art card takeover. Um, you know, on top of the nine stages this year, they have the three different art cars. They had the Allegiant Rave Hanger. They had the Corona Electric Beach stage. Like, there's just so many options. Stage design, in my opinion, was a huge pro. Base pod was a work of art. Like, so fucking sick. Um, Kinetic Field. I didn't even talk about the design, but the beautiful flower in the middle, which at nighttime, two of the petals went up and then it turned into the owl at night. So the owl was hidden in the flower was like such a nice like little touch and little detail. Um, Truly beautiful. Uh, Stereo Bloom, still one of my favorite stages. Absolutely loved that. Sound quality was amazing all weekend. I loved the visuals at Circuit Grounds. Like, and Wasteland was new this well uh, this year as well. So that was great. So stage di- design is a huge pro. Okay, I have to say my Rave fam obviously was a huge pro. Um, Again, I have to shout out Cammie for organizing everything. She drove the RV by herself from LA to Vegas. She organized everything. She is a superwoman. So Cammie and I were there. Um, Cammie's boyfriend, John, was there. And then I had my guys... Garrett, Vlad, we had Scott, we had Charles, we had Anthony. So the crew, the crew was amazing. It was so good spending time with all of them. Um, the RV, I'm going to say, was definitely a pro. It was a huge step up from the Moon Glow shift pods. I slept better this time. Um, it, it just was really comfortable. We had the AC. We could use the bathroom. Um, 
very happy with the RV for sure. Um, I would say, like I said, the community, the types of people, like you really can't top the energy at EDC. It's just something special. There's just an incredible energy. People are so excited to be there. Um, yeah, it was really amazing. Camping, I'm going to say Camp EDC is obviously a pro. It's super convenient. Um, more to come on that in my review. Uh, the staff, the staff, everybody we interacted with from the check-in line at the RV um, to the people I dealt with at the food vendors this year were much friendlier. Um, even inside the event, like everybody I dealt with was super friendly. So I was a huge fan of that. Um, the Insomniac Records takeover at Stereo Bloom, the music curation was awesome. Loved that stage really like honestly it ended up being one of my favorite places to be all weekend. The art car talent like I said do not sleep on the art car talent. There were surprise sets. A lot of artists play under their alias which is really cool. Um, I have to shout out the Allegiant Rave Hanger. It was a surprise. I loved it. It was so fun. I really really enjoyed um, the memory of seeing Baby Weight there. Uh, the drone show this year, I mean, the fireworks were immaculate Saturday and Sunday, but they did a drone show like throughout the night. So like during AC Slater and Chris Lorenzo set at 4.30 in the morning, they did a drone show over Base Pod. Like it was just really nice surprise, like moments like that. Um, and then, of course, the totems like your totems were on fire this year, guys. I live for the totems at EDC. Your sense of humor just continues to surprise me and you top yourselves every time. Like I was fucking dying. So I love the totems so, so much. Um, cons. So obviously biggest con this year was uh, the sound quality. There was a lot of sound bleed at some of the stages. The volume of the sta- sound was obviously impacted by the weather, which sucked. Um, I had issues at Neon Garden, I would say the most. Bionic Jungle wasn't too bad once you were in the stage. Uh, but if you were like near the back, you could hear a little bit of other stages. Um, where else? I think those were kind of like the main ones. And then again, I had heard from friends that the sound quality at Base Pod was like hit or miss. Um, again, the wind, nothing we can do about that, but it was like absolutely freezing on Friday. It was a little bit unpredictable. The heat on the flip side, um, it was so fucking hot on Thursday and Friday, which you know, it is what it is. It just affects how you attend camp because again, just prepare guys stay hydrated wear sunscreen buy a hat like whatever you have to do to protect yourself because it was very very fucking hot um con for camp again was the overcrowding at the pool parties I didn't like that you couldn't get into the pool parties that seemed a little insane to me and then I hated the combined showers like not a fan of the co-ed showers at all um lack of cell service I will say cell service sucked this year um it was just really really hard to like I said I couldn't even pull up like the map at some points just to find where things were so I should have fucking screenshotted that and have it on my phone um one quick note about the opening ceremony I don't know what happened but I did have a couple friends who drove and one of the days they got there early for the opening ceremony and they wouldn't let them in at the gate which doesn't make sense because everybody's allowed to come to the opening ceremony. So that was like a little bit weird. I don't know what was happening with that. Um, Neon Garden stage design I was disappointed in. I did miss the megastructure. The trance stage Quantum Valley got the megastructure this year and it was fucking sick. I wish I stayed in there more um, or like even saw like a couple more sets there. Um, So Neon Garden stage was eh. And then, I mean, the size of the event is like, it is what it is. I really, really like that it's a big festival because I don't go to anything else like it. However, we did spend a lot of time this year and it's just because like the nature of I was working. I spent a lot of time just walking around the festival and sometimes like walking from set to set 
and like running across the event kind kind of like kill your vibe you know what I mean like so that's why sometimes it's not even worth like trying to split a set like you you should just like stay where you are sometimes because it, it you know it's just like overwhelming walking through the crowds so that's kind of the main things guys my top sets for the weekend I have seven on here there's probably more but I really didn't see that many sets this year which is pretty crazy so my number one is LPGOB back-to-back Born Dirty. They had the best time. We had the best time. The energy was amazing. I loved it. I think they just had fun with it and I really enjoyed everything. Uh, number two is AC Slater back-to-back Chris Lorenzo. It was my first time seeing Chris. Um, the only thing keeping we- me awake at 4.30 a.m. was our track selection and Immaculate Vibes. So loved every second of that on Kinetic Field. My number three is Eric Prids. Um, yet again, him at circuit grounds is a religious experience for me being able to be up in front of the stage and see his visuals this year like iconic he played every day again and i ascend it i love it uh number four is biscuits it was my first time seeing him and we had a blast i loved it it was so much fun all the tech house vibes um shuffling our little booties off it was a great time five i'm gonna go with future rave Uh, i finally got to see david getta and morton play that together Uh, It was a little bit different from everything else I saw all weekend. They really brought it on main stage. I just, we had such a good time to that. Number six, I'm going to go with Tale Tale of Us. Despite, you know, the the wind and having sound issues and not being able to see their visuals because there were no screens at Neon Garden, Tale of Us really proved why they are just like, so appreciated and so well known in this scene like their sound is not like anybody else um and they played some tracks that I really loved so hearing that and then having our entire group together as well was really special and then seven I gotta throw a number seven Deborah DeLuca like last set of the weekend fucking threw down absolutely killed Neon Garden one of my favorite techno artists like she solidified herself with that in that and it was just a really incredible set so again only thing keeping me up at 5 a.m is Deborah DeLuca (laughs) So my surprise set of the weekend, I'm going to go with Baby Weight at the Allegiant Rave Hangar. We loved that. It ended up being one of my favorite things of the whole weekend. Um, it was so early in the night too. Like I want to say it was at like 9 p.m. Um, on Sunday and the, the vibes were just great. So those were all my top sets. And then lastly, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what keeps bringing me back to EDC because I will be back next year. Like I don't even know why I say I'm going to skip a year. It's never going to happen. It's just my favorite event of all time. It continues to top itself. Like you're always going to see negative comments online, right? I don't really care. The the negative people are the loudest online. With almost 500,000 people there across the course of the entire weekend, yes, there's going to be things that are going to go wrong. There's going to be negatives. I talked about negatives today. If you think it's going to be an immaculate, perfect experience where nothing's going to go wrong, that's never going to happen. Um, Traffic always sucks. There were issues with shuttles again. I had friends waiting in line for hours again. Like all that is going to happen. But the pros far outweigh the, the cons. And it's just the feeling and the energy and the freedom and the music. Like nothing is like EDC. You're just in your own world the size of the event is insane. You have helicopters flying over your head all night. You have performers walking around. You have nine stages. You have art cars. You have sponsored areas. Like it's the most insane thing you're ever going to see. We've got drone shows going off. We've got surprise sets and just people are so excited to be there. It's like the epitome of rave culture in the United States. It's just people can truly be themselves 
Like there's no judgment. I don't even care. I saw all kinds of shit. Like it doesn't even phase me anymore. It's just no one is afraid to be too strange or too weird. Again, all are welcome here. You come as you are. You are loved. Like you really feel that when you come to EDC. So I just continue to discover new artists. I continue to be excited about new stages and things that they introduce. Um, I've gone seven years in a row and I will never, ever get bored. There's just always something new to discover. So that is why I love this festival so much. Camping is a huge pro, guys. I recommend trying it at least once um, to be determined if I'm going to do that next year. But I just think it's such a convenient option. So that is everything in my EDC Las Vegas 2022 review, you guys. Just under an hour. Oh, my God. Um, I just want to make this like as detailed and thorough as possible. And it's like honestly something I can look back on like, you know, years to come from now. But the most special EDC yet. So grateful for all the opportunities that EDC has brought me. So thankful for the friends, the community, like the music, like everything that EDC has given me. Um, and I can't wait for next year to see what happens next. So thank you guys for being along for the journey. Um, a couple quick things. If you guys enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could tell somebody about it. So make this your Instagram story, tell a friend, send a link, tweet it, anything you can do, rate and review. That is also helpful. And again, come find your rave fam online at Rave Culture Cast. Join our Discord or our Facebook group. We've got all kinds of places you can connect with people. So thank you guys so much for being here. And I will see you in my next episode next Wednesday. Bye, guys.